Well, hey, welcome to the Gritty Women Global Podcast, episode number 29. What do you do when comparison tries to trap you? Hey, it's Lynn Brown, and we're so glad you're listening in with us today. I'm a results coach, and as most of you know, prior to this, I was not only a world-class people pleaser, but I was literally trapped in comparison. It was more like living in a mental prison. But now I'm a results coach, and I work with gritty women and gritty girls who want to break out of old patterns that no longer serve them. But I will tell you, this journey of growth over the last seven years, prior to this, I mean, I, I literally was trapped. And then one day I just drew a line in the sand and I bet on me for the first time ever. So if there are any of you out there that have just done that, well done you. Give yourselves a pat on the back. If there's some of you that are considering and thinking into, you know what, it's time for me to think about me. It's time for me to practice self-care and, and to become the best version of who I was created, created to be. Then well done you and give yourself a pat on the back too. But when I changed the way that I looked at my circumstances, things around me began to change. I I just felt like this week was a perfect week to spend a few minutes on this topic of comparison. How many millions of pictures and posts, graduations and award ceremonies and trophies and scholarships and on and on. How many pictures have we seen over the last several weeks? I'm willing to bet in all these times of celebration, there have been some people that have probably drifted into comparison. Now, let me just, let's just get this straight before we go on. Comparison is okay when you're talking about your favorite takeout food. Okay, so if it's, if it's, if you're talking about Chick-fil-A versus whatever, Bojangles chicken or, or Popeye's or, I don't know, McDonald's versus Burger King, that's okay. It's okay when you're discussing your favorite, you know, make and model of or color of, of a new vehicle that you're thinking about purchasing. That's okay. It's okay to, to talk about things like two different types of shoes, two brands. Those are, that's a product. But what is not okay? Let's talk about what's not okay. If these thoughts, these comparison thoughts that begin to trap you, I guarantee you they're they're beyond the products. And oftentimes I think, I don't know if y'all like me, anything like me, but comparison, it turns in, inward. And not only are we focused, you know, on the fact that that someone or something, you know, it's about someone or something we don't, we, we don't have or something we feel like we're not enough, an area we're not enough in. We begin to keep scoring ourselves and we focus on our not enoughness. And I tr- trust me, if you're not there, trust me, it is not a fun place. I do not encourage you to go there at all. <laughs> but let me just add this too, because I'd imagine that this topic itself probably starts to open up other thought patterns. So so let me interrupt you right now before we get started and tell you this. I just want to tell you this. You you are amazing. You are you're enough. You woke up today. 
You have breath in your lungs. And Grady Sister, here's the deal. As long as there's breath in your body, there's purpose in your life. One of my past go-to systems that did not serve me was to look back and, and do my best. I mean, I would just spend endless hours in thought of just, you know, trying to do my best job of filling in the gaps. And honestly, it, it was like trying to fill in the cover up, fill in the darkness, the holes, the gaps, the broken places. And trying to, you know, cover up the feelings of, of just that not enoughness, which is impossible. It's an endless dark hole. It never ends. It's like the black hole that we hear about in history and science and all that. We, we, it never ends. And this week I saw a post that, that I saved. It, it, was, it was real and it was honest and it, and it was about a struggle. The mama had celebrated her son even though he did not make perfect on roll or perfect attendance or perfect anything. And she went on to say that that he had experienced this, you know, this this past school year several tough times. But in spite of it all, she celebrated with him as, as the school ended. I mean, it gives me chills, like right now, just just thinking about her awareness, her bravery, and, and as a mom. But she was celebrating the fact that he was promoted to the next grade level. I'm sure if my mom was listening, Mama, thank you. I'm, I'm sure you probably cheered a lot of times at the end of school year because I was promoted to the next level. You know, I, I remember in ninth grade, I think it was geometry. I had to scrape by like, you know, I had a half a point or something. I made it, but I made it. So I caught myself reflecting back. I, I kind of went into that that comparison mode. I, I'm just being honest with y'all. I will always be honest with you. I will be transparent. I'm going to be vulnerable because, you know what? It's not a sign of weakness or 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 not enoughness. It's a, it's a really a sign of courage. And honestly, I didn't always do that. I used to try to hide it. But I began thinking back and remembering my award ceremonies. And y'all, I didn't like them. And in fact, I hated them. And the reason I hated them is because I, you know, when you're the well, like one of the only ones left in the audience, you know, your class is on the stage and you're sitting out there, you know, taking the pictures for everybody. It's just kind of, uh, it's just, it's not real fun. But I remember, you know, that one time I was, there were two of us that weren't called up for an award. And, and I remember the jokes and the snickers and, well, that's just Lynn, you know how she is. And, and I had adopted that attitude of, well, that's just how I am. And I couldn't wait for high school to be over. I can remember uh, some of my friends just crying and crying and crying because it was over. And I was just crying and crying and crying because it, w- it was over. I was happy it was over. I was so ready to go out and begin again. But the in- interesting part of the story is that out of all the people, you know, I was like, my only uh, senior superlative was class clown. Or one of those years I got it. Um, but I was I was one of the few students that went away to college. And, and I actually graduated from college. So I'm sure that shocked people. It shocked people that I went away, first of all. It shocked people that I didn't come back until I graduated. So I, I'll be honest, too. I, I was sort of shocked myself, except I, I'm not a quitter. I've never quit. Even when the cards were stacked against me, I've never quit. I... I'm just not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. I wasn't a quitter when I had my heart attack. I didn't just shrink back and become scared and go, I just can't live my life now. 
I'm just not a quitter. But I, I wish I could tell you that the diploma that I got that first one before um, from Troy State, I got my de- my degree. I had a double major, and and then I went on to get a master's degree from Florida State. And I wish I could tell you that that changed my belief about myself, but it it didn't, y'all. It had no impact whatsoever. And so the only thing that began to change how I looked at things and how I thought about my things and my thought patterns was was beginning to grow personally. And that's why I'm so passionate about personal growth. That's why I am saying to everyone, it doesn't have to be me, but you better find you a coach. You better find you a mentor. You better find someone that will speak truth into your life and will, that will partner with you and help you grow. I began to learn how to create new habits and thoughts and and things began to change. I never knew until I sat my first training on the power of thoughts that my belief was truly driving my behavior. And, you know, my, my mentor at that time was Paul Martinelli and, and I had never heard that, y'all. But I'll be, I'll be honest too, I was a little uncomfortable in that training. And Well, honestly, I'll tell you, I was scared to death because... I questioned what they were talking about because I had never heard it. And I really thought it was some wacky out, wild, hokey pokey, hooky pooky stuff. I mean, I'm telling you, I thought it was like, you know, way far out there, away from the way that I was raised. I was concerned. I really was. And then I sat there and I thought, but I'm just going to take what I can. My my brother-in-law, Steve, always says, take Take the meat and throw out the bones. Take what you can use. But that next morning, at that at my coaching training with the, the um, Maxwell leadership, that next morning in our church service, I realized that the truth behind that verse of of Romans twelve two it was it was what they were talking about in the training the day before, to be tra- transformed by the renewing of your mind. There was nothing hokey pokey weird about it it's what our creator gave us a mind for we, we are not like animals that slug around on the ground we have brains and minds and we are capable of growing and learning and changing and becoming everything he designed us to be and it was that day that i heard the call of my life like never before and I, I just didn't i never believed that it could be me i never believed that 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 could be true for me now, let me just go and tell you that it's not an instant. It's not like you can, like Dorothy, you know, click your heels together and all of a sudden everything's peachy king and all that. It wasn't easy. It wasn't, it wasn't always, it's not easy. Growth is not easy. It's uncomfortable. And it wasn't easy for me because I had always been running somebody else's race. And I even ran track and, and, and I was taught not to ever turn your head and look at your the person, the runner next to you because it slows you down and gets you off your lane and can cause you to stumble and fall. But that's all I did. I ran my life looking, keeping my eyes on everybody but me. And, and boy, did I tumble. I would turn my head and I would stumble and, and I had no identity. I just wanted to be like everybody else. But as I began to change my circle of influence and as I began to study how we create thoughts and and where these thoughts actually come from, then things began to change. So I want you to think back with me for a minute. Just, I bet you can think of an awesome mentor, awesome teacher. 
could be church, Sunday school, school, could be a, a relative, your parent, whatever, somebody you had growing up. And if you can't think of anybody, y'all, it's okay. No comparison here. No comparison. But I, I remember um, a teacher say to me, I knew, I knew you were going to do, you know, big things someday. I remember walking in the classroom one day, and Lynn, you were standing in the front of the classroom, and you were teaching word for word, verbatim, the the very difficult uh, lesson that I had just taught. But what was kind of sad about that is that I never knew that. I never, I never knew she felt that way. It was, that was later in my life after I'd already gotten my job, and she came into the the workplace where I was one day, and she told me that story. And I can't help but wonder. I wonder how the trajectory of my school years would have changed if, if I had heard that story before, if she had told me that when I was still in those formative years. And I finally let that go along with a lot of other scenarios. No more looking back. No more trying to fill in the gaps. Now, I'm not going to tell you I don't ever get caught in that because I do sometimes. But when I do, I have this model now and I harvest the good. And I keep moving forward. One of the greatest gifts that we can give our children is to pursue with grace and resilience the race set before us. We know that that scripture verse, run the race that is set before you. And it truly is the greatest thing that we can do is to run relentlessly toward the very thing that sets our souls on fire. And if you don't know what it is, guess what? It can be fixed. And like I said, find somebody to talk to. The coaching process is a powerful process. And if you never experienced it, I just want you to know this. You have everything you need inside of you. You have the answers. And in that process, that's what that's what the coaching process is. It, is it helps you go within to bring the solutions out. When my youngest um, son was in second grade, I was in a direct sales company. And, and I was in the top 2% in the company. But in, as, in spite of all that, my business had taken a few hits and production required for my free car was in jeopardy. And I had to call the company and I had to have it picked up. And it was emotional and it was, you know, bleh, not fun. And that left me without a car. And I'll never forget, I looked, waiting on the, the tow truck to come take my car. I looked in the rearview mirror and my, my wise son of seven said, Mama, does this mean you're a chicken? Are you, are you quitting? And I said, oh, nobody. I will earn, earn another car. And I sure did. I won seven altogether. Se- several years ago, I mean, several years went by. And, and one day, um, I was I was standing in the kitchen. And I always just talked endlessly about my national sales director and all of her success and how big her checks were. And I had... I had had some success along the way, sprinkled in with a lot of, you know, a lot of learns along the way also. But my limiting beliefs were still holding me back. But, but, so I was constantly talking about everybody else. I was running every lane except my own. And my older son at the ripe old age of 11 said to me that day, Mama, when are you going to start talking about um, your nationals money and make your own? That one stopped me in my tracks too. But it wasn't until I could begin to see my blind spots that my results began to change. And growth changes everything. 
But now, again, it, it's not going to be like a one and done thing. It's not, day, it's not just one day. It's daily. It's every day. So as we wrap it up here, here it is in a nutshell. You ready? You are a masterpiece. Created by a perfect designer. God doesn't mess up. Your family, your children, if you're single, everyone walking with you on the face of this earth is also a masterpiece. And we don't compare masterpieces. We can compare chicken, french fries, tennis shoes, the color of our next car. Because they all have the same value. But we cannot compare masterpieces that were created individually by a perfect God. So you, my gritty sister, are a masterpiece. And your family, your friends, your kids, your dog, whatever, you know. Start, start catching yourself when you begin to compare and replace that thought with, I am a masterpiece. And when that feeling washes over you, I promise you, if we're honest, on, on, on Insta or on social media at times, you know that feeling, that not enough feeling, interrupt it. Interrupt it. Change it. Replace it. And yes, you can. Because I have. And you can too. So until next week, remember, gritty sister, gritty is the new strong. Love ya. See you soon. Lynn.